The following podcast is brought to you by the Ebb Tide Treatment Center. Many people wrestle with addiction. You don't have to. Reach out to the Ebb Tide Treatment Center, where they wish to empower each individual encountered with the support, hope, and tools required for long-term sobriety. Priding themselves on providing the best possible treatment experience for you and your loved ones based on unique needs. They're committed to breaking the stigma that plagues those suffering with addiction and their families by educating and bringing awareness to the community. The Ebb Tide Treatment Center provides individual and group therapy, multiple recovery pathways for support, evidence-based clinical support, integrated aftercare social reintegration, personalized treatment planning, program addressing whole life health and Vivitrol program all available. If you or someone you know is struggling with addiction, reach out to them at EBB tide tc.com or call Once again, everybody, thanks for listening to AIW's The Card is Going to Change. Before we get into this week's episode, as always, I want to give a shout out to our sponsors that help us bring the show to you for free each and every week. Firstly, thanks to Angelo's Pizza. They're feeding us here as they always do while we record, and they, of course, bring pizza to you at our live events at Mount Carmel. If you want to try more of their pizza or anything else on their menu, it's all delicious. Head to Angelo's on Madison Avenue in Lakewood, Ohio. And thanks to Smart Mark Video, they record all of our live events. And if you want to relive any of those or watch them for the first time, you can purchase that on DVD or digital download from smartmarkvideo.com. And additionally, head to powerbomb.tv, sign up using the code ABSOLUTE, and you will get a 20-day trial for free. And then stick around and just keep watching the shows that we put out there from the AIW archives. And as always, thanks to Jack Prince, who helps take care of all of our printing and graphic design needs. They can do all of that and more for you, whether it be banners, t-shirts, business cards, flyers, everything and anything. For all that they have to offer, head to jackprince.com. J-A-K Prince.com. Oh, yeah. That voice you heard is none other than AIW owner John Thorne. We're going to be joined on this episode by the bone collector, Dominic Garini, and of uh, now recent podcast fame, Mr. W.E.S. Barkley. Wes. And we are in the shadows of now both headhunters, as they are on John Thorne's television. One was eliminated, though. Oh, it doesn't matter. No rules in the Rumble. The the headhunters are the headhunters, Dom. They do what they want to do. Don't you know this? They smoke indoors and... So yeah, you're right. Yeah, did, I mean, did anyone see that game changer clip of the fucking uh, him breaking the 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 platform? Oh, yeah, <laughs> yes. the pole. Yes, Eric Ryan took very, very, very much uh, great credit in calling that. Eric Ryan hates the headhunters because yes. he had ever since having to wrestle them. So uh, he was he sent me that clip instantly as oh, it same. as it happened. Uh, man, God bless the headhunters. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's. 
Maybe it's time. Maybe, maybe it's time to hang up those fucking oh, pointy oh, boots. Oh man! So you're saying you're saying there is not a run left? No title run. The no anime title or size ten boots? I might uh, be interested in those headhunters. Let me know. Uh, I mean, I don't know. It depends on uh, how they're feeling after that big fall. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's only one of them. Yeah, but it's might the, not, it might was, not be it's, the one who won the title yeah. run. Yeah, but it, no, because. It has to be because the one has the bad the bad ankle, so he can't do the flips anymore. So that oh. had that had to have oh, been. That's he- the way to tell the headhunters apart. Then yeah, that had to have been headhunter two, uh, Victor, <laughs> <laughs> the one who was in jail. Yes. Okay. Because he could still do the flipping. <laughs> Got it. All right. So there we go. Get, he could still bring Manny over. Yeah. <sighs> we'll see. Get that big run with, with Nick Gage. <laughs> I would eh, maybe. Well, you're on, talking me into it. Uh, on this week's <laughs> on this week's episode, we are recapping uh, the most recent AIW show. It is Death Row. It was our send off to uh, Raymond Rowe, who has been a huge part of Cleveland wrestling uh, and, of course, AIW. And um, you know, this was really uh, thrown together last minute. It was. Yes. It yes. was. Mal Carmel would agree with that. We knew there was going to be a possibility. This was. Uh, Something that that you know Ray wanted, he wanted a, a, a show, one more show at home in Cleveland. Well, see, you know, I guess I'll let some people in on some little secrets or whatever. Last year, uh, no, two years ago, because uh, it wasn't last year, because Biggins was uh, still around for this. Uh, two years ago, the rap show was going to be called Death Row. No, it was last year. No, two. I thought last and year then you too. Then because it was last right? year because because he took he, he had another booking that he had to take. But you had the, you had the, you had everything made up for it. Okay, so maybe it was last year, but uh, he was he thought he was going to sign exclusive. Uh, he was talking in maybe New Japan mm-hmm. for yeah, an exclusive deal. So we had everything planned for a farewell show, and then the exclusive thing didn't happen, you know? Mm-hmm. And then he ended up pulling out of the show anyway. So when he contacted me, uh, I was like, kind of like, man, we'll see. You know what I mean? We, we've been, we've been at this point before right? to where, you know, you're, you're, tr- you're trying to, you're, you're trying to go or whatever. And, uh, I think at that point there was not any WWE interest. I think he had reached out and they were not interested, but I mean, don't quote me on that. But, uh, so anyway, you know, he starts talking to me in December and he was just like, when he's in Japan and he was just like, he thinks that, you know, he's going to get another new Japan deal. And uh, I said, you know, is there any interest from WWE? And he said, that, I don't know. I haven't heard. Um, but he said, you know, I want to do one last show in Cleveland regardless um, because either way. I'm not going to be taking independent dates uh, next year. Like that's what he was, he was working, trying to work towards a contract with one of the companies. Uh, so it was just kind of like, let's wait and see, let's wait and see. And then, you know, all of a sudden I, I think, you know, I, he's like, Hey, I have this weekend over uh, open. And I was like, dude, I really don't want to do this show unless it's like a, for sure. Like, Hey, this is it. Yeah. Because we've been running so many shows, um, I really wanted to take January off. To be perfectly honest, um, which we typically do. Yeah, and it's just like you know we have this uh, Tennille Dashwood show coming up, and 
we did these two shows in December that we've covered over the last few weeks. So it's like, I don't know, man. You know, like, if you're really going, let's do it. But, like, let's wait and see. So finally, you know, it turns out, like, hey, WWE is interested. I think I'm going to WWE. Uh, so it's like, but there was even still some questions, which, you know, I, I won't really expose what that is, but, uh, when Ray road does his like farewell speech where he says like, Hey, I signed my contract on the it was, 16th or something said. Yeah. It was like days before the show. Like that's right. true. That was true because there were some things to where the, the, the deal was, was close to not going through. Uh, but anyway, you know, to where he thinks it's, it's happening and things are in motion. I say, okay let's do it we i mean we booked it with you know three and a half weeks notice i think four weeks notice uh and uh it was hard to put a card together uh <laughs> you know we decide like hey let's let's get let's let's let the uh you know the locals and the the students shine on this one and uh, we'll give some guys a shot but uh, i'll let dom discuss what he talked about at the top of this podcast how mount carmel was was unprepared mount carmel was obviously very quite purposely unprepared um as we arrive at the mandated time that we have been given by mount carmel 3 30 p.m uh no one is supposed to be on a premises ring crew wise until 3 30 p.m um so after enjoying a nice vietnamese meal at min ah with the rest of the boys uh you guys love the asian cuisine on show day yeah Uh, i mean little, little chicken hibachi you know does it make you feel like you're going to become Japanese wrestlers or something? Yeah, I think so. Well, <laughs> yeah. for me that night, it must, it had to. Um, no, just eating Asian, just eating Asian food, just <laughs> eating towards your goals, huh? No, Philly Collins pound back some spring rolls. Yeah. Um. So we get to we get to the school, and I noticed that uh, there's still a very large collection of of kids in the gym at three thirty, and I'm like, man, this is this is weird. So I continue to watch these kids. It's about 3.45, 3.50. These kids aren't going anywhere. There's basketballs out, and I officially look at, I believe it was, I'm trying to think of who was there because Dr. Dan was not there yet again. Um, <laughs> I, I forget who I looked at. Maybe it might have been Worldwide making his return to ring career after missing it in December uh, via family um, issues. And I said, well, I guess I'm going to have to go talk to the coach and see what the deal is. And I go to the coach, and she goes, oh, are you all the wrestling people? And I said, yeah. She goes, well, they never told us what time we were going to be here, so we didn't cancel practice today. Oh. So it was then, um, I was like, well, we have a show, I said, and we have a, a very strict deadline we have to meet uh, to get all of our stuff set up. And uh, she asks, you know, what we could do. Um, I had a couple of scenarios pop in my head. One was Gary the King Baller was with us, and I thought maybe he was going to have to you know, play these kids in one-on-one. Mm, uh, mm. For whatever reason, I thought maybe that wouldn't be fair. I like it. Uh, we bartered, and uh, she gave us half of the court. I said, we're going to set this ring up in the middle of the court. Uh, you can use what you can have, but we need the court. You know, we've paid for this. Yeah. She understood, and we started setting the ring up, um, though that did throw our entranceway guy off by about two hours off of what he normally would have been. Um, otherwise, though, you know, Mount Carmel just – you know, did not relay the message, and of course, the the money had to be paid quite early, uh, as always. Yeah, exactly. Those churches, man. It's a racket. <sighs> Jesus yeah, I mean, needs his money. Putting up new posters every week. I don't yeah, <laughs> pre-game <laughs> prayers, post-game prayers. Jesus being held. Yeah, it was still there. Yeah, it was still there. Still there for January. I thought it was just gonna be like a Christmas thing, but uh, still there, mid-January. I mean, do we want to get into me yelling at everybody again? 
<laughs> well, well, I I do because I referenced this two weeks ago. We talked about so then the ring's going up. Everything's finally we're close, and uh, right as I walk in, I told you guys two weeks ago, turnbuckles was going to be an ongoing thing <laughs> in the coming weeks with Dom Garini. Here we are again, Dominic Garini screaming at everybody about turnbuckles. Very emotional as always. Um, <laughs> it comes down to. We're setting the ring up, and uh, they go, oh, I noticed that they're taking the ropes off. And I said, guys, what is going on? And they said, oh, well, uh, we're one turnbuckle short. And I go, guys, how can we be one turnbuckle short when we just did the show on the 29th, and we did the ring rental for UXWA last week, and there was enough? And no one had an answer for me. Um, I then decided to just snap and yell to the point where everybody got very quiet in the room. Um, and I believe the quote from Derek Direction was, it got very quiet in there, almost like mom hit or dad hit mom. <laughs> oh. oh, wow. Well, um, none of that happened at AIW. Yeah, none of that did happen, but uh, it all worked out. Uh, Pedro came over. He gave me a nice the big original hug. Ki- the, Pedro, the original king of the ring crew. Yes. Yeah. Pedro came over, gave me a nice big hug. He goes and gets a ratchet strap and <laughs> just makes his down. own turnbuckle. Yeah. Yep. Calm yep. me down. Uh, t- took our turnbuckle, pat on the bottom, made it work, and... Uh, we were good for the day. He literally just took a thing that is not meant for a wrestling ring and just Make ratcheted it, it together in two seconds. Yeah. And, and it goes, oh, I fixed it. And I go, what'd you do? He goes, I got this strap out of my truck. He goes, I just <laughs> ratcheted the ring together. And I was like, okay. Master craftsman of the ring. I like Dom said, well, could somebody go back to the school real quick and just grab a turnbuckle that's under the ring there? And everybody just kind of stood around. Deer in headlights. Looked at each other. And Tom said, anybody? <laughs> and then Eric Ryan, then Eric Ryan proceeded to yell at them uh, because he, he says, hey, I was probably going to kill He said, them. hey, this is the time where someone gets in their car and drives the five <laughs> minutes to the school. <laughs> and everyone still. Oh, yes. Uh, but then, uh, well, then there was one uh, sort of student, if you want to call him no, that, who not, was going to we're leave. Not, well, we're not, we're not going to get into that. <laughs> but Josh Bishop ended up going. Yes, thank you, Joshua. Yes. Uh, so then we get into the show itself. Not only did we have locals, though, but in throwing this together, in, like you said, John, three, three and a half weeks, uh, we had a number of AIW debuts on this card. Well, this is, well. you know, since this was a show that was kind of outside of the the regular schedule, I figured, you know, uh, we, we can use it. It, it was going to, I thought that it was going to draw regardless because it was Ray Rose Farewell. Uh, so let's use it to, to take a look at some guys that. You know, I've I've been hearing about uh, you know match match one has Shane Mercer in it, yeah, and uh, you know he he can't he's he's messaged me and he he's come to a a few shows and just hung around, and uh, you know he put out on his list of like 2018 goals I would like to make my AIW debut, and I went hey you know what, fuck it you know like he he took the time to 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 want that to be one of his goals. So I had room, so I said, "Hey, let's you know, let's let's give it a shot." I sent him a message, and uh, you know, the the rest is history. Yeah, he had a match with uh, Matthew Justice that opened the show, and uh, tell you what, that's Shane Mercer. He is one strong young man. Yeah, he benches like five hundred pounds on my Facebook. Uh, <laughs> yeah, feed. yeah, that's insane. He's repping five hundred. It, it was a mix of of all that John said. Plus, I said, "Hey, John, have you ever seen Shane Mercer's finisher?" He's like, "No." I then explained uh, the move now known as moonsault and battery, where he essentially picks you up on fallaway slam and does a moonsault with your with his opponent. Even Matthew Justice was like, "Fuck, that guy's really strong." Because like, 
I'm kind of a bigger guy for the Indies, and he was just fucking throwing me around like nothing. Yeah. He's he's one of those guys you look at, and you're like, this guy has muscles in places. I think Shane Mercer. I muscles. You know, I, think, I think the next year, two years, Shane Mercer is definitely going to turn into a, a major player in independent wrestling. You know, he's he's still got some things to work out, uh, but uh, he's definitely on the, the, the right track. Uh, match two. We go back and we revisit. It's the production taking on No Consequences. It's Magnum CK and Frankie Flynn. They team up as a tag team, and they take on the returning Chase Oliver and Trey Lamar. The 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 biggest white meat babyface tag team that could ever be created. Chase <laughs> I've, and Trey. I've, I've pitched to John Thorne that we get Chase and Trey uh, matching baggy tights and uh, V for Vendetta masks to just make them our versions of Brian Kendrick and Paul London. <laughs> the hooligans. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know this is you know this is great. It's great, uh, you know, for for Chase to return to the ring, and uh, he looked like he didn't miss a step. He, you know, he obviously toned back some of his risk taking. Uh, you know, we it's didn't see, call. we didn't see any Phoenix six thirties, <laughs> but uh, you know, still lots of dives and moonsaults to the floor and drop salts, and uh, you know, he he looked he, he looked like he really hadn't missed a step. Um, and, you know, obviously the production are just, uh, they're starting to click on another level at this point. They really are. Uh, I was like, Chase and Trey had one moment in this match that uh, visually was really awesome uh, in terms of uh, Chase goes to the outside and he is going to do a moonsault off the second turnbuckle to the outside and Trey is diving between the top and middle rope pretty much at the same time. So yeah. they're, they're essentially crossing. Yeah, it was like a crisscross. Yeah. That was crazy. That was It was really crazy. I'm like, are these two about to hit each other? It was probably uh, a hair's length. They were very close. each other, yeah. Yeah. But they pulled it off and, and visually it looks awesome. Uh, so go out of your way to watch that match. Like John said, the production just clicking. You know, it's like you, you put these guys together and... And they just they just get it. It's a credit to you know their their just desire to be something in wrestling. I think. yeah. Uh, above all, um, you know they they just uh, it was an it was an idea that I came up with, and uh, it's just uh, it's exceeding all expectations right now. What's up, everybody? Alex Worldwide Keller here to tell you all about at thrift store jobber Instagram Etsy eBay etc. and. He's got a burly boy this week. That's right. It's Lex Luger, the total package, straight out of late 80s NWA. You know, did they ever call him Flex Luger? No, nah, that shit would have been weak as hell. But someone probably pitched it. Probably Jim Hurd. Fuck you, Jim Hurd. At Thrift Store Jobber, Instagram, Etsy, eBay, etc. Uh, next match, uh, more tag team action. We've got uh, the new tag team, the party never ends. It's Big Twan Tucker, Party Parker Pierce, and they take on the weird world. Upset upset of the century here. Yeah. 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 Party never ends, picking up the victory. Bonging beers. Going to get uh, themselves. One, a, one of them is bonging beers. One of them is bonging beers. They're going to get themselves a tag title shot in Akron on March 10th. Oh, wow. Ooh. Announcement here first, folks. Yeah. Dropping. Dropping uh, all sorts of drop, hot, drop, hot drop match announcements. Yeah, and, uh, the hey. boys of Delta Iota Kappa yeah. getting this the tag shot. This is a very large night for for Big Twan Tucker. Yeah, he got to meet us. He got to meet his hero. Yeah, 
And get retweeted. And you got to retweet. Oh, Keith Lee. Keith Lee. Keith yeah. Lee is his hero. So, Stay woke. Oh, man. We'll talk, about, woke all day. we'll talk about that later. What a great time that was. It's Big Swan getting a lot of... Uh, a lot of plugs he's, the last He's few getting weeks, a lot yeah. of love from the independent wrestling yeah. community. He should. Big Tuan. So, you know. He's just got to get rid of that shirt, I think. Yeah, I mean. This, the, Big Tuan's got to get some more. The, he, shirt, the shirt's got to end. Okay. He's got to get, uh, he's, he's, he's get uh, some flashier gear, maybe. And I think Big Tuan's off to the races. But, but Tuan, he's told me before, he said he's all business when he gets in that ring. You know, he gets in there. Yeah, he's just got to pop he that. Is. He's got to pop right. that top, though. Right. He's got to pop that <laughs> he, top yeah, off. He, I think he, you're right. You're right. He had it off at uh, Ma, or at uh, Manor, and uh, I think the music links there. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, next match we go uh, Malcolm Monroe the third and Jonathan Wolf. These are guys we've seen these guys before. Uh, I think this match even was in the Back to the Future Cup 2017. Yeah. This is a rematch. Uh, like I said, you know, it's uh, this is one of those things where we had some time to to use some kind of some talent that's kind of like on the outskirts, some uh, some talent that would be normally regulated to uh, WWF velocity uh, yes. or w- Sunday night heat. <laughs> Sunday night heat. Uh, guys that are the guys that are great. They just haven't found their way onto the onto the main shows uh, a lot. Um, so you know, these guys are both very capable. They work very well together. Um, and they went out and they did fucking everything that you can imagine, uh, and more. <coughs> um, I just think, you know, they they were very they're still relatively unknown, and the yeah. more the more they get known, uh, the bigger those reactions will get for those guys. But they are both very very talented. Uh, next match we roll into, once again, no consequences in the production, uh, going off against each other. Gary the King Baller, Joshua Bishop, AJ Gray teaming up this time. Take on. Uh, Colby Red, Derek Director, and the stagehand Eddie Only. This one um, could have been better. I'm just gonna say that it could have been better. Uh, I think all involved know it could have been better. Uh, yeah, they felt that way after their. The and like I told, like I told them, hey, you, you know, uh, you're not hitting a home run every time you step up to the plate. You know, mm-hmm. you're gonna, you're just gonna have nights that don't click, and that's just part of the game. And you got to just use it to to your advantage and use it as a learning experience. Um, you know, I'm not going to lie and say this, this match was, was, uh, going to be the match that's going to sell this DVD or, or make you watch it. Um, you know, they try a lot and just the, the timing and just some things just weren't, weren't coming together for them. Yeah. I didn't see, I honestly, honestly the DVD's not out and I haven't seen it yet. One of the things I, I said to the, the younger guys afterwards that it's kind of like a building and, and learn from, I think is the crowd at this point expects a lot of a spot fest from no consequences they didn't get that here and so i think that those guys didn't get the reaction that they're used to from the crowd because of that and kind of what i said i was like look it's probably a better bet to not make every match a huge spot fest for yourself but now you need to find a way because of that to get the crowd into you yeah they just got to figure out ways to connect yeah Uh, aside from doing all sorts of crazy, and I think no, the no consequences guys. Uh, you know, it's they're gonna run into a problem to where, when this runs its course, a, a lot of them don't have a, a, a character to fall back on. Um, yeah, know, and uh, I think that that's gonna be kind of the next step for those guys to to evolve as wrestlers as as a whole. Is you know they gotta they gotta figure out how to be complete packages. Yeah, you know, they they work well together. But 
they cannot wrestle every match together forever. Mm-hmm. They've got to they've got to start telling the stories more so. It is kind of the tale, the tale of two factions, really. You know, like you just said, the production has they know how to work together and they understand who they are, and they don't do anything too outside of the realm yeah. of their skills. They, yeah, they all, they all have they all have characters. You know, each of them, as Bruce right. says, they all have a role. Mm-hmm. There's a director. Yep. There's a stagehand. There's a lead. There's, there's a supporting, supporting lead. lead, and you know. And then there's the method actor. Method actor, you know. So everybody's kind of got what they need to be down to a down to a T, and that's where the no consequences kids are just kind of all, hey guys, we're new, we do cool shit. Yeah. And they gotta find them. All those guys have to find themselves. Well, I think Trey and uh, Chase are gonna be the generic uh, babyface tag team for the next two years. Likely, <laughs> like I said, I still think that uh, we just need to, you know, Kendrick and London them up for a little bit. But um, no, I mean, it's like, like like you said, it's kind of the tale of two different factions. But I, I think all those kids will be fine. You know, these kids have all gotten like the no consequence kids have all gotten such great chances. You know, early to work with amazing talent. So um, just hope that those kids, especially this one that I preached them at the school, is like, hey guys, talk to the vets still, even the vets you don't wrestle, get advice from them because some of these guys are gonna need characters. You know, like I I talked to Josh bishop to talk to tracy williams because you know tracy williams was a character and then he became tracy williams after he was said character you know in another company Mm -hmm. so you know finding that transition would be good for him but it would be a reverse of he needs to go from just this guy to this character now yeah makes sense uh the next match maybe we'll toss a dentist gimmick on one of them The next match we go into uh, another AIW uh, debut. Dom Garini, you get the honors in this one. Uh, matched up with Juice Robinson. Juice was a guy that the day he got fired, this must be the most well-liked guy on the planet. The day that he got fired or he quit WWE, uh, I got so many texts from people that work in the WWE that I need to book him. Uh, you know Kevin Steen, Corey Graves. The, the list goes on of people saying like you gotta you gotta use this guy. And at the time, I just didn't have the means to to do that. Um, as far as you know, flying this guy in and yeah, paying him, you know, um, financially, it was just not something that we could do at that time uh, to take a risk on. You know, he was relatively, even though he was in NXT, relatively still kind of unknown. It's before NXT really really started hitting. Yeah. Um, so, you know, he, he's a guy that I've been in contact with since he, you know, he's left WWE and, uh, he went to Japan and he's reinvented himself as a performer. And, you know, admittedly, I don't watch a lot of new Japan, but, uh, you know, I have people like Dom and worldwide who, who Gary the King Baller, Gary the King Baller, massive new Japan fan. who, who follow it, uh, quite closely. And, uh, you know, I saw that he was back in America and, uh, you know, I said, hey, what would you guys think about adding this guy? Because, you know, I, I wanted to I wanted to add some some cool stuff to the show, even though it, Ray Rowe was definitely going to sell it. You know, I, I thought there was an opportunity to, to try some stuff out. And uh, Gary, the King Baller especially, was like, yeah, Juice Robinson has had a really good 2017. I think it would be a good move. So, you know, I, I figured let's book him and let's see, you know, what, what Dominic can do with him. I, I also think that that's a, a good – because it's the Ray Rowe show, you know, you've got that uh, New Japan connection there, 
And and those guys have known each other. Well, that's actually so. The email that I had for him stopped working, and I texted Ray the day of Wrestle Kingdom, and I said, "Hey, I'm trying to get a hold of this guy. I think the email doesn't work." Uh, so he got me, you know, uh, an updated form of communication with him, and uh, you know, we worked it out from there. But well, and for someone like Juice, it's difficult because Juice has no social media at all. He used to, but he got rid of yeah, it. He got rid of it. it. He told me at least post match. He said that he he enjoys not having social media because it kind of makes everything easier for him in life. <laughs> Liked it. So what was your experience here, Don? Uh, man, it was great to get the chance to work with a guy who's, you know, worked in the variety of environments that Juice has, uh, whether it be, you know, his time in NXT to his time in, um, you know, New Japan. Uh, we talked through a bunch of stuff, um, you know, putting the match together. And it was it was just cool in that regard um, to kind of see, like, I had the I, he was really shocked. I had a list of ideas from watching some of his matches, and he was like, extremely impressed by that. Um, and just, like, he just was real good at teaching me moments and where to place things and uh you know where things were and my god does he hit very hard <laughs> i was just gonna say he hits real hard huh <laughs> he hits real hard um i made the i made probably the biggest mistake i ever made uh i said i'll uh, have you give me the album slam he he looked at me and says are you sure and i said yeah yeah uh, I will refer to this as my first and hopefully my last alabama slam i will ever take <laughs> yeah Ouch. it looked like it hurt um, i was hurting for you man. so yep. bad um but no it was great to work with him uh Deceptively big. You don't expect. He's him. very he's tall. He's so really? tall. He's very tall. Um, but I know, like a lot of people had this like preconceived notion that he was mad after the match because he. That's what I was gonna say. Let's, he did set the record. So let's set the record straight here. Uh, Juice wrestles in Japan. In Japan, you don't pander in the ring after you lose to you know get this reaction. You, you go right to the back. Yeah. And that's what it was. You know, it's a contest. He lost, and we talked after the match, and and he said no. He said everything was great. I loved it. So. To, to to squash those rumors of everybody who who thought he was mad about something in the way the way the match went everything went off as we planned it minus there was the lariat where he hit me in the head first and then he came yeah. back and hit the second but otherwise everything was fine and on top of that he also had to get in his car and drive right to Chicago yes yeah so. he wanted to get out of there pretty quick because you know he's not used to having the freedom of of being able to drive which I will say this I I for a guy that's killing it in Japan I was like. You don't get a lot of those guys that are making a name for themselves offer to drive, you know? And I go, how's the drive? He goes, dude, I loved it. He goes, I've been dreaming of being able to come back to America and just drive for hours and go to a booking. Because, you know, in <laughs> Japan, you got to ride a ferry and you got to do all this. You got to get on a bus and, you know, you're just kind of like, it, there's so much tedious traveling in Japan. And he goes, it, it was so great to just get in my car and drive six hours alone and just like get back out on the road i couldn't believe this guy was so excited to spend a 12-hour round trip in a car <laughs> to be perfect but he was like i was so i loved it so much she goes i cannot wait to come back and do it all over again <laughs> he was a and a very nice guy to deal with yeah uh you know on an interpersonal level there and yeah, I'm hoping. I'm hoping that you know between these new Japan dates that you know we can that he can make another return to AIW because I think most of the crowd enjoyed everything he did. So yeah, and that size, man. I tell you, I I'm sitting there watching that match between you guys, and uh, I'm sitting next to Wayne Palmer, of course, and uh, and I just looked at him. And I said, Wayne, I go, I go, that's what that's what a pro wrestler looks like. Oh, thanks. <laughs> like, I thanks, felt like Steve. I, I felt like I had a Vince McMahon moment. No, but it was just like. 
it, he looks he looks like a star. Exactly. Yeah, he does. You know what I mean? Like if you're growing up watching, you know, like as we have Royal Rumble on now, and you look at sizes and certain body types, oh, yeah. like Juice Robinson is that. Yeah, he pop, he pops off the screen. He's he's tall. He's you know he's he's got the great tan. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the, the hair, the dreadlocks. The, he's got a look. Yeah, dreadlocks, yeah he's I got like a great look. He's got the crazy tie dye gear at this yeah. point. You know. Right. And I always say, man, wrestlers. Go out of your way and invest in your gear. You want to look fucking. You want to look the part and look good. Like Juice Robinson, I think is a great example of that. Yeah, I mean, I think that's one of the things that like depresses me more than anything about you know what I do is that I didn't get to do this whole cool gear designing process. It was kind of like throw throw up me a pair of shorts and it's what you got to roll with. <laughs> I mean, that's your gimmick though. I know. So I'm satisfied. Suits you. Yeah. I got some Versace tricks up my sleeve, but I don't mean to turn my own. <laughs> For WBS, my own. Yeah. WBS makes that, makes that hot <laughs> I don't mean to toot my own heart, but yeah. <laughs> uh, the next match, next, max, next match we go into here uh, determines the number one contender for PB Smooth and Swaggle's AIW tag team titles. Uh, do we even have a tag name for them yet? Uh, I think they're going to roll with twins. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Off the Arnold and Danny DeVito movie? Correct. I love it. So... Uh, we've got the Philly Marino experience, the young studs, to infinity and beyond, trying to get back into that match, and uh, dedication personified. And they come out the winners, so they will be your number one big contenders. upset, big upset, yeah, huge upset. I don't think anyone saw that coming. The to be honest, movement. I think that people thought that this was the young studs moment. Well, see, it comes full circle because. Dr. Dan and Carson, they were affiliated with Swoggle for all for, those months. For much of 2017, yeah. So, you know, it's only fitting, you know, that uh, we get to we get to close out that chapter. There you go. Full circle. So we will see this tag team. Is Swoggle gonna go back and fall underneath the power of his former of his former motivational speaker and leader, Dr. Dan? Oh, will or is he gonna overcome? Will he turn yeah. on his new tag team partner? There's a lot of questions here going into this. Oh my! Was it all just February. a ruse? You gotta, you gotta tune in next week and find out. Oh boy, we'll see that match uh, in February, February twenty first, twenty third, twenty third, twenty third, February twenty third. Mount Carmel. Mount Carmel. We've got a dilemma. Make sure you guys get tickets for that. It's selling quick. Uh, we should probably put that out there. Uh, front row sold out. Yeah. It's been sold out for like months. Yeah, so if you're going to be asking about that, we don't have tickets. Uh, General mission is selling fast too, so get on it. There you go. Uh, and then finally, we get to the main event of the evening, the moment that Big Twan Tucker was looking forward to more than his match. It's Keith Lee, another AIW debut, and uh, and Ray Rowe, the guy we're sending off. And uh, I gave these guys, you know, I just put no time limit. They could do it all, get it all out of. Told Ray to get it all out of his system. They did do it all. Ray busted yeah. out a Canadian destroyer. Yeah, Keith Lee worked very, very hard. Um, you know, uh, we, I'm not going to sit and break down the entire match. It was, it was, I think it was exceeded everybody's expectations, though. Uh, it, it was a, it was, it was a wrestling match. Now that's a match that everyone I think should go out of their way and see. Yeah, um, definitely. It's you know, it, I think I'm you, sure it will be topped in 2018, but uh, I will be hard pressed to to find something that's going to top it anytime soon because it was that good. Absolutely, I think you could put that match on on anything realistically. And uh, you know, there was uh, you know, there was some great moments afterwards. Um, you know, Keith Lee basically thanks Ray Rowe for kind of uh, 
you know, saving his career, which yeah. if people don't know that, I, go out of your way to, to watch what Keith Lee says and uh, how appreciative. Because a lot of people were like, yeah, Ray Rovers, Keith Lee in his last match. This is weird, you know? Um, and there's a reason for it. And Keith Lee explains that, you know, at the, at, at the end of the, at mm-hmm. the end of the night, um, you know, we have jo- Josh prohibition ha- and Ray have a good moment. And Ray also gets to, you know, say everything he needed to say, uh, which was, you know, it was a good feel good moment. You know, it, it, it's good to have those feel good moments every now and then in, yeah. in wrestling and really kind of bring it, not, not wrestling, but specifically the Cleveland, wrestling community together you know from fans to the wrestlers to everybody yeah um i think it really kind of shows you know why aiw is is so far apart from a lot of the other you know companies in the area you know there's not a lot of there's not a lot of that you're you're not going to run in and see something like that every day it was uh i mean it was everything about uh ray rose career i mean that whole last match and everything else was was all about him and and the the journey he was on pedro came out to the the introductions for this uh and, and a hoodie pedro, and all just a street clothes pedro <laughs> street clothes yeah. pedro not gear pedro uh and um uh ray came out with the path of the resistance yeah that was you know an old school ray row year one aw entrance um <laughs> sure a lot of a lot of people don't have, have not seen a lot of that footage uh, you know compared to aw's reach now but yeah uh that was kind of ray rose gimmick back in the day he would come out with uh you know with those guys that were and that was know. a cool moment a lot of his closest friends his family's <laughs> parents were a part of that you know they were in there for that uh, so just a a great way to you know to to, to close cap, up to, to cap that for him close it out on the independence forum and you know as everyone saw just a few weeks later he was you know shown in the crowd at nxt takeover uh, so it is official. It is it is a done deal. That's he, right. He is going to the WWE, um, and I just you know I I really encourage everyone to to not only watch the DVD but uh, watch you know everything that's said to close out the show. Uh, I think it's you know it's it, it's a lot of really good stuff. And I would wrap it up, but it has to be said, Dom. Twan's interaction with Keith Lee. Oh man. Uh, actually, th- this first of all, Keith back- Lee's just a massive man. Yeah, the things so, that he can do are remarkable. So, a lot of this goes back to when Tuan was starting out the school. He asked me who he should watch, and Tuan ha- hasn't seen much outside of the WWE. And to be honest with you, that's that's a normal thing for a lot of the kids we get at the school anymore. They yeah. really don't know what independent wrestling is. A lot of these kids come to the AW Academy and say, "When am I going to be on Raw or SmackDown?" And I think uh, to, uh, before you go on, I think that that as a promoter has made me realize that, you know, doing these meet and greets and stuff will help bridge the gap to those casual people. Because, you know, when you're stuck in this independent wrestling bubble, it is easy to get consumed by the independent wrestling bubble and the things that only work inside the independent wrestling bubble. But, uh, just, just from the school, I've learned that like so many people don't know, you can name the hottest independent wrestler on the fucking planet. And so many people walk into the school and go, "Oh, I I know Edge, you know, yeah. like, like what about Edge? Yeah. Uh, Finn Balor's the the real hot one right for now. Sure. So, uh, you know, oh. before Dom finishes his story, like that is kind of why I've I've been looking into doing more legends and meet and greets and just trying to bridge the gap, you know, because I it made me realize being stuck in this bubble for so long that there are people that don't know this fucking bubble exists at all. Definitely. Yeah. So. 
Tuan was one of those bubble kids for sure. You know, he really didn't know anybody. So I, I know of he does not drive. He's another one of our students that doesn't have a driver's license. He joins uh, many of them. Um, so he was riding to a show once, and someone asked him, well, what kind of wrestling do you watch? And he said, I watch Keith Lee. I kind of wish he was my dad. <laughs> uh, so from that point forward, I knew at some point that had we pulled off booking Keith Lee, that Big Tuan was going to be very, 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 very excited. Um, so when you know we we were it, when we found out it was going to be Keith Lee versus Ray Rowe, Big Tuan was very excited. Um, and I just told Tuan, I said, make sure I said go up to Keith, you know, tell him you're you know you're a fan. I said ask ask advice, you know, because no veteran wrestler, unless they're a real you know kind of stickler, is going to not give you advice or a real you know, dickhead. Yeah, there you go. Thank you. Um, no one's, they're not going to give you advice or, or, you know, make you better, especially if you admit that, Hey, like I'm a big fan of you. So, you know, big Twan goes and, um, did he tell him that he wishes he was his dad? I don't know if he did. I, <laughs> that, that, that is unconfirmed. <laughs> um, but he, he goes, he talks to Keith Lee. He takes a picture with him. Um, he tweets it, um, some spelling errors in the tweet, but it's okay. It's okay. Big Twan's big Twan. Um, Keith Lee then r- responded to him. And he said, grind well, my friend. And uh, I'm pretty sure 2018 can't get any higher for Big Twan Tucker. Yeah. He's ready, sky's he's ready the limit retire. for him now. Sky's the limit. I, I'm pretty sure we're ta- I've talked him into going to the, the Keith Lee style gear of the biker shorts with no shirt. So we'll see. You know, keep your eyes posted. Wow. wow. I mean, he, we've been saying he's just got to pop the top and he's good right, to go. Right. Right. Hey, man, Parker Pierce both got to pop that top. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> well, stay woke. that's probably a good ending point right there. Yes, stay woke, friends. Cool. Uh, Keith, Keith Lee might be Twan's dad. I don't know. Who knows? Ah, <laughs> uh, that being said, hopefully you guys enjoyed this episode. Uh, you know, huge thanks to Ray Rowe for all his time at AIW. Um, again, as John said, go out of your way, uh, watch this DVD specifically that match, Keith Lee and Ray Rowe. Uh, but enjoy everything else. Hopefully you guys enjoyed this episode. We'll be back here next week for Dom Garini. W.E.S. Barkley. Just say Wes. Well, you don't like W.E.S. anymore? I was saying it with the Jack Prince. You know, I was like J.A.K. Prince. It was I know. W.E.S. We well, that's your thing Wes, now. Wes Barkley. You're W.E.S. Barkley. Wes Barkley. Nope. You're W.E.S. Wesley Presley. W.E.S. And John Thorne. My name is Steve Guy. We'll talk to you next week, everybody. Stay woke. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs>